God. That's Ralph Malbro's music. Host of the Saints Happy Hour podcast, Saints historian, writer, a man that goes on TV once a week for some reason. I don't know why they want to show his face, but his wife dresses him, makes sure he's ready for the occasion. A connoisseur of brown liquor, Ralph Malbro is in the house this morning for a segment or two here in this 8 o'clock hour. Good morning, man. We, we haven't talked on the air anyway for about a month or so. How you been? I've been okay, man. It was, it was nice to have the Saints finally win, finally win a game. Uh, you know, and, and listen, they needed one in four was like a death sentence. Like two and three, we can lie to ourselves. We can be a little delusional. We can say, ah, they can fix it. They only came out of first. And the thing is, Scott, this is what I always with the late Buddy D with WWL, the late great Buddy D. When I was his producer, I would I, I I remember I would argue with him sometimes at the end of Hazlitt, like they would win a game and they would be two and two, and I would be excited. And Buddy D was like, "Why are you excited, Hazlitt? They're not going anywhere. Like, what what is it? Don't you see that they're bad?" And I'm like, "Yes, Buddy, I see that they're bad, but I've bought these season tickets and I have six more home games to go to." I don't want my playoff dreams and fantasies crushed like a bug on a windshield before Halloween, you know? So, like, that's why, yesterday, that's why Sunday was such a big win because they, you just want to keep hope alive, sort of. So um, it felt good. And, look, it's fun when Taysom is doing stuff because it makes the nerds unhappy and it's just hilarious and it was great all around. You know, Ralph Malbro, I guess, you just, you just highlighted – another reason why the NFL added an extra playoff game or two extra playoff games rather um and and two extra playoff teams it's it's obviously yes it's about the money but the money isn't just the TV money it's that interest from fan bases that will right. say I still see my team's name quote in the hunt now you and I have been you know you work with buddy D I got to work with him a little bit before he passed as well we've We've covered this team a long time. We've been fans of this team for a long time, our whole life pretty much. We've seen how this team is covered. And I know, like, I don't I, – I probably should go to therapy, but, you know, I know I know I don't. But one thing I know they do in therapy is, you know, you try to go back to your past, a past memory, figure out why certain things are the way they are, right? Different exercises. And, and I respect the heck out of therapists and psychiatrists and all that. I feel like when it comes to the Saints, Ralph, I need to try to go back to like me in the nineties or even in the early two thousands right. in the Haslett era and remind myself how much just seeing the Saints name under in the hunt meant to me week to week. That's right. And and it meant like everything. I mean, Ditka was 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 atrocious. But, you know, he got Kerry Collins in, you know, his fourth quarterback that he had tried, and Collins won like a game against Dallas. It was a glorious win. But it wasn't like they were winning a bunch of games, but they they were like still in the hunt like in week 13. And this was oh, yeah. the year that the Cardinals ended up going, and Jake Plummer right. helped Arizona win a game in Dallas as a wild card. And for the Cardinals fans, that was like huge. They hadn't done anything in so long. And the Saints ended up finishing 6-10 and 10 because, of course, they did. But at one point, with like three weeks left in the season, it was like, man, they're 6 and six. You never know. I mean, yeah, I'm like it, latching it like, on to that. It was like they're 6-8. They're we're playing Arizona. I can remember the game. It's like they're six and eight. We're beating Arizona. If they can hold on to this game, we can get to seven and eight, and we'll control the whole thing. Yeah, 
in the yeah. season finale and get to Aiden Hain and Dicker will make the playoffs and we'll have Kerry Collins and hey, who the hell knows? But like, and like it's hard though. Like, is it do you, like it's it's easy for me to say it and acknowledge it, but I've just been in folks you know that aren't Saints fans can make fun of me all they want. Oh, well, you only won a one Super Bowl, but I don't care. Like. I acknowledge that I I mean we were just so spoiled in the Breeze era. Like so spoiled yeah, like you, every single week and it's hard to like I'm trying to maybe I do need to go to therapy route so I can rediscover that magic that I felt when I was younger of just seeing the team's name in the hunt because let's be real. I mean the the, the Saints we could talk about the injuries and everything else. They're not exactly a well coached team right now. There's not a ton of discipline. Just seeing them in the hunt, I need to be able to – that needs to mean everything to me this season for me to really get emotionally invested, not just, well, I have to be invested because I have to talk about it and write about it for work, but emotionally invested as a fan. I need I need to, to go back to me in the 90s as a Saints fan. No, I think that's true. Like The thing is for me, and it took me a little bit of time, but I've kind of recalibrated my expectations where like – my thing is, just entertain me on Sunday afternoon. Because th- during the three-game losing streak, Scott, I'm going to be completely honest. Like, it wasn't really entertaining. No. Even awesome. the Minnesota game, it's, it was bad offense in the first half. And I was so frustrated with the Tampa game in the Dome because it was my son's first game. And people are like, oh, I love a defensive game, and it's, it was fun. For, you know, three, three. I'm like, dude, I brought a six-year-old. I needed – touchdowns i needed fireworks to fire that kid up to make him love the saints and like he's sitting there like bored out of his mind because it's 3-3 so like the games weren't fun and like sunday with Taysom was fun yes like that's what i want entertain me for three hours score some points get weird make big plays have horrible mistakes but have the other team do it too and like entertain me that's what i need and the Saints have been sort of low on that on that entertainment value scale, and that makes the two and three even harder. You're right. Um, You're right. I mean, other than the fourth quarter in Atlanta, which was fun, doesn't even describe it. I um, mean, it's way more than that. But outside of that, there it was all just stress and frustration until Sunday. Like Sunday's game had look, there was frustration, there was there was some anger here and there, but there was a lot of fun mixed into it, and I'm good with that. Like. Obviously, if they had lost, it would have you know stunk, and, and everybody would have been miserable all week. But the fact that e- even if they had lost, Ralph, I think you and I can at least admit to ourselves. You know, there were at least moments in the game that we were we were we were yelling in a positive. Yeah. In, you know, we were, we were yelling positive things and not just angry expletives. Like, I mean, when Taysom's breaking them off and he's throwing a touchdown, and you know, Kamara's taking a screen and going fifty plus yards, and Cam Jordan's grabbing a sack. It's like you know, you're able to digest the the injuries and the dumb penalties and the turnovers a little easier when you at least have something to cheer about five minutes later. Games two, three, and four this year, there really wasn't any of that because even when they were, like, kind of moving the ball a little bit against Minnesota, it never really felt right. It never felt fun. No, it, it, I mean, it felt fun for a little bit when Murray was getting going, but you're right. Like, it was never – it's never fun. And here's the thing, like – People are saying, oh, they're not well coached, and which is true. And they're like, they're, they come out flat and they, they don't have any energy. And I always tell people on my podcast, you want to do it, like, to have energy in a football game, you got to make stuff happen. You can't just fire yourself up 
and clap and scream. You gotta, you're gonna make plays. Like the Minnesota game, the Saints looked absolutely dead, and it looked for a little stretch like they were gonna get boat raced. Honey Badger, who's been kind of bad this year, he makes a pick. Suddenly, it all swings around, right? So that's the thing with the Saints, and like I don't know what it's gonna take for them to have a good first quarter. I don't know if we're ever going to see it this year, this year, Scott, but if it would happen, I want it so bad against the Bengals. And I went on a rant on WWL, and people, some of the people got mad at me, and people got mad at me. And swear, I don't care. Let me tell you something. All you LSU people that are going to wear your Joe Burrow jersey or your half Joe Burrow jersey, half Bengals, half LSU jersey, if you're rooting for Cincinnati on Sunday to win the game, you're not a Saints fan. You watch the Saints on TV, but you don't really root for them. And you're an LSU fan, and you prioritize LSU and LSU players over the Saints. And that's cool. Live your life. And here's the thing. like LSU Just don't act like you, you, you really are a real fan, God. though. No, you're, you know, I saw it. I saw it on social media. They're all wrong. You're right. And I can even liken it to something here. Now, I, I, don't, you know, I don't root against LSU. There are some U. There are a lot of UL fans that do Cajun fans, and I'm going somewhere with this. And they'll often get a response from an LSU fan that's like, "I mean, why? I always I I root for you. I don't root against you. Why do you not like me?" And if at first glance it might appear that 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 LSU fan has a point, but really it's because they're not really threatened. And if LSU's playing them in anything, they're not really rooting for them. So what you're saying is, you don't root against UL, but don't. Don't say that you root for them. You kind of root for them just like on the side, like, but there's there's no there's no stakes. Like you're yeah. not putting anything at risk. And that's kind of like these these fans that claim that they they kind of root for the Saints, but not this Sunday. I'm rooting for the Bengals because Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, you know, Tyler Shelvin, whatever. Like you're not don't don't say you're a Saints fan. Just say just say you don't root against the Saints. But don't say you're a Saints fan in general, right? Because that's not your your. You can be an LSU fan and you can be a Saints fan, and you know Deion Jones got traded to to Cleveland this week, and you know I, I'll tell you this: he was from New Orleans. He played at LSU. There wasn't a second in his entire NFL career where I was rooting for that dude ever. I mean, he, was, he was with the Falcons for crying out loud, and 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 he was you know he was good early in his career, and he was he played well against Breeze and the Saints, and I was like, man, I. You know, I don't know him personally. I don't have anything against him personally, but as a, as a fan, I can't stand him. He's on the other team. I'm not. I'm not. Oh, I hope he does well today. But the Saints win. No, no, forget all that. No, I hope. I hope the Saints <laughs> skull drag the Bengals on Sunday. I don't want anyone to get hurt, mind you. But I hope they just dominate them on the field. And anybody that claims they like, they root for the Saints, but they won't root for them this Sunday. They don't actually root for the Saints. They just don't yeah. root against them most Sundays. Yeah, and that's what I said to one of I was like, listen, this would be like, and he was like, well, I have loyalty to Joe Burrow. He did amazing things for LSU, and you can't stop me. I'm like, I'm not going to stop you. Stop you. Yeah, well, gonna, you I'm can't gonna, stop I'm me. I'm just going to say this to you. <laughs> I was like, listen, if when LSU played Alabama, if I was like, I'm a diehard LSU fan, I graduated from there in 1999. I bleed purple and gold. But when LSU plays Alabama – I put on my Roll Tide shirt because Nick Saban, what he did for the LSU program and getting us back and so getting, us, getting us to be a national power, Scott, that's special. So once a year, I root for Alabama. 
LSU people would look at me like I was wacko. Right. You know what? It would be wacko. And that's what it is this week. Like, if you root for Cincinnati, live your life. But just don't tell me you're a Saints fan. Exactly. And, and they're like, well, why do you care? I'm like, because you're lying to me. You, right, you, right, you don't right. Don't tell me you're a Saints fan you, when you're wearing a freaking Bengals jersey in the dome. You're trying that's to all. have it both ways. Yeah. It, it, it goes back to the threat <laughs> thing, right? If they're, if they're threatened, then it makes sense. If they're not threatened, and you can't really threaten LSU because it's the Saints. It's college football and pro football, right? But as soon as it's threatened, then suddenly the whole idea of, man, they did a lot. Of, it's gone. I mean, let's be honest. Like, if, if, if Drew Brees came back into the league and, and played for one more year in Tampa or something and it was playing against this, you think Packers fans were rooting for freaking Brett Favre on the Vikings in 2009? <laughs> Hell No. You know, maybe maybe when he was on the Jets, maybe some of them were like, okay, when they weren't playing the Jets. But again, they weren't threatened. And that's really what it comes down to. But they don't mm-hmm. see it that way. They're just like, no, come on. I don't I don't root against the Saints. I, I hope they win most Sundays. Just just not this one time. You're not a Saints fan. You think you are, but you're not. You're not. No, they know they're not. They just want to pretend like they are. And that's why it makes me angry. I was actually surprised. When I saw you tweet that, Ralph Malbro, our guest, uh, I was surprised. I, I was like, I, I knew, look, I agreed with you, but I was surprised at how many responses there were. Like, there was just these long conversations. Look, right. th- I, I used to I, I used to give it to, to, to UL fans. Uh, to, to, you know, I say UL fans. Listen, when Jake DeLone was, was rolling in Carolina, and I, Jake is a personal friend of mine, okay, and I also told him, when the Panthers were in the Super Bowl a few years ago, I wasn't rooting for him because I didn't want them to have a Super Bowl because they play in the Saints division. Like he, he didn't. Yeah. He he got he did not get a fair shot with the Saints, and he went uh-huh. to a division rival, and he's in their Wall of Honor. Like he is beloved there. Right now, mm-hmm. personally, I like him. The fandom in me, like I wasn't I wasn't rooting for him when he played the Saints. Even even in 05 when the Saints were just you know it was it was the it, you had nothing to root for it was depressing it was the it was the, the Katrina season all that stuff but I still wasn't rooting for in 03 when the Panthers went to I wasn't rooting for him when he played I wasn't rooting against him because he's my, but I wasn't rooting for him against the Saints no way I mean it was a serious threat and he had a lot of success in the Superdome but there were a lot of fans around here Ralph that would be like I'm 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 a Panthers fan right now because I like Jake I mean. The Saints aren't even really playing for much. How can you not understand that? I'm like, how can you not understand that all I'm saying is that you're not a, a real Saints fan? That's all I'm saying. I'm not telling you who to root for. I like Jake. If you want to root for him, that's awesome. But don't come back next year if the Saints are good and claim and, and act like you've been this hardcore Saints fan because you're not. Like, okay. You're not. You have to separate what someone did. And got. If, if your college fandom is separate from your, your, your pro fandom, you're able to separate it. If, if your college fandom reigns supreme – then you're not really a big fan of that pro team. It just, I don't know, man. I, some people just can't separate the two. No, it's, 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 just, it's, it's just annoying. Uh, and here's the thing, like, I love Joe Burrow. Like, it, 2019 is probably the, when you, when you like, com, compare football experiences in my life, like, the 2019 LSU, it's probably the greatest, like, football watching experience, like, when you take away – like how much you love the Saints or love LSU. Like 2019 LSU was like, a, it was like the Death Star that didn't get blown up in Star Wars, right? They just annihilated people. It was, it was magical. But like, Saints 2 and 3, like, 
And even still, Scott, like Cincinnati, my whole life has been like my AFC team. Like I rooted for them when they had Sison, and like I like them. Like I root for Cincinnati when they're not playing the Saints. Like I'll go back to rooting for Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. I really like them. But like not this week, man. No way. No <laughs> way. This week, man. Saints no got to get this two and three. I was rooting Saints for I was rooting for Cincinnati against Baltimore. Against this season, yeah. Fall off a cliff in right. the next like four days. Right. Right. You know? I was I was rooting for Cincinnati against Baltimore, but you know what I was rooting for more than them in that game? I wanted to go to overtime. I wanted them to play a full game. I wanted <laughs> them to be as tired as can be the following week. Like it all, it all, everything. You know, my son's learning about football. He always, he always asks me when a game's on, like, who are we rooting for, Dad? And I'll explain to him. You know, if it's two AFC teams that are on the same schedule, I'll be like, it doesn't matter which 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 uniform do you like better, right? But if it if it involves an NFC team or anything that could have any kind of impact on the Saints, I tell them right away, and then I explain it to them. And I think when you're – and this doesn't just go for Saints fans. I think for any NFL team, when you're a hardcore fan of a team, you always find somehow, most of the time, maybe a Thursday night game between Jacksonville and Houston, maybe not, but most of the time, you find a rooting interest in an NFL game because no matter how far-fetched it might be, you can find some kind of position on how it will Im- it could potentially impact your team. Now, certain right. games are really obvious. Well, they're, they're a spot ahead of you in the standings. But other times, you have to go digging. But if, if you've been a hardcore fan of an NFL team for years, it doesn't take you long to dig. Like, you can go from, you know, the, the, the floor level to 20 feet down in, like, seconds because you automatically instantly know this is how it's going to impact my team, and then you have a rooting interest in that game. Yeah, I didn't think of overtime for Cincinnati-Baltimore. I was thinking I want Cincinnati to get their guts ripped out, right? Well, and, like, that worked out pretty well for me. And that's the thing. Like, I just said, I'm, I'm, I'm a Cincinnati fan most of the time because they're my AFC team, but, but like, but anything you're not, that, like I, yeah. and anything that might benefit the Saints, I turn on them immediately. But like, right? Ralph, I was like, Ralph, I hope wait, wait, wait. wait I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm but sorry. I, to, I think your idea was better. I, I should have been rooting for overtime. Right, but I, I, I got I got, I got to call you out though because it, it, aren't you being hypocritical by saying you're you're a Cincinnati fan most of the time? Because you're really not. Yeah, like I'm like I watch Cincinnati. I kind of watch Cincinnati like I watch. Um, other teams like I don't like I root for them but like I don't care like, right you, know, you don't I'm, root against you don't, don't root like, against like, them like Cincinnati just... like they lost like they could lose the next after the same thing and they could lose eight straight games on the final play and like I wouldn't care like I just like oh Cincinnati they lost that's sad and I turn off my TV and I go about my day right so that's true like it like like it's more like I watch it like Cincinnati is my AFC watch you watch Cincinnati listen you watch Cincinnati and I do as well because look I I I, I even before Burrow, I mean, they were just a franchise that stunk for a while. I would usually root for them, but you watch them the same way that that some of these people that got mad at you watch the Saints. Okay. Like that's that. So I don't know that you can really use the word fan because then you'd be, you'd be being a hypocrite. Yeah, I'm a which, watcher, I like that better. I like that term better. I'm a I'm a I'm a Bengal. I'm a Bengal watcher. There you go. I'm a Bengal. I'm a Bengal watcher. I like it. We got to come up. I I know it's just semantics. But I, I feel like we need to come up with a different term because there's just there's there's various degrees of fandom. But yeah. we were calling out people saying, oh, "I'm not rooting for the Saints Sunday because of Burrow," but I'm a Saints fan. Well, you're not really a fan. I don't think you can also say, "Well, I'm a Bengals fan." You're 
you're a Bengal watcher. You're a Bengal supporter a lot of the time, but you you don't you're not a ride or die. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's 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 yeah. there's and just, it's, it's one of those things. Like I was gonna compare my Bengal fandom or like my Bengal watching, right? I was gonna compare it to like my Everton soccer English Premier League watching, but last year like Everton almost got relegated out of the league, and suddenly my Everton watching went from like from watching to life and death. Oh my God, they can't get relegated. If my team gets relegated, I won't be able to watch them anymore because I don't know how to watch AAA soccer in England, right? So like your fandom can you, you can go from watching to fandom, but which is today it's never going to happen. Um, but the thing is, guys, there's going to be a lot. Of, I think there's going to be a lot of people, bang, a lot of Bengal fans, a lot of LSU people in the state. I think it's probably going to be like sixty forty Saints, maybe seventy thirty Saints. It's going to be on of the uh, LSU slash Bengal people in the dome Sunday. I, I uh, yeah, well, here we go. Uh, it's a game the Bengals are, are, are a, a betting favorite in, a game that uh, they're desperate to win. The Saints are desperate to win. We'll get some thoughts from Ralph on what will unfold this Sunday and an injury right now that I think is the biggest injury of the season thus far for the Saints. We'll discuss. we got Ralph for just a few more minutes. Final segment of the show. Coming back after this, it's 103.3 The Goat. Simulcast on 1420. It's The Goat, the greatest sports talk of all time. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show, host of the Saints Happy Hour podcast. He, Andrew, Dave, Kevin, always fun. Dave was on one Monday. He was, yeah, they won, but is it really going to, and y'all jumped on him, and like I kind of saw his point of view, but I also understood why y'all were jumping over him. It was a great list, and everybody, if you're not already, go subscribe to the Saints Happy Hour podcast. It's great stuff. Check out Rouse Columns at www.ltv.com. Uh, Ralph is at Saints Forecast on Twitter. Follow him there as well. All right, Ralph, we got you just for a few more minutes here as we wrap up the show here on this uh, on this Wednesday. Um, Marshawn Lattimore, we'll get an injury report later today. I am I I just go ahead and tell everyone it's going to probably be DNP. Uh, did not participate. That's my educated guess here. This is of all the injuries the Saints have had this season. And between Jameis and Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry, and, and we could go on. There's been a lot. I get it. I think as far as heading into this matchup goes and based on all the other injuries they've had in the secondary, this, I think, is the biggest injury thus far this season. And I think, unfortunately for the Saints, I, I think it's it's going to potentially have major implications in Sunday's game. It does have major implications. We'll have to see. I'm getting some news reports. I see some things on Twitter and then people that we have sources for the podcast that, it, that, it, they're, that the Saints might be cautiously optimistic that he's going to be okay, and we'll, we'll see. Uh, but it's huge because the thing is, not to get all X's and O's and nerd, but like the way the Saints run their defense is kind of based on Lattimore can lock down whoever he wants. And – that allows us to do all these other things on defense. And I know people are probably screaming at the radio, well, it didn't work against Minnesota with Justin Jefferson, but it kind of did. Like, he hit a couple plays on Lattimore, but most of the time, like, it worked out fine. And if they don't have him, he's kind of like the the power source or the fulcrum, whatever you want to call it in the defense. It it matters a lot. And here's the thing with the defense, too, Scott. Like, it's not 
it's not bad. Like I, I know that Seattle lit him up, but Geno Smith made some sick throws in that game. Like Geno's playing like, like he's at West up. Virginia again. I mean, that dude. Some of those throws were ridiculously. It was good. ridiculous. So like the throws, some of the throws were amazing. But like the Saints defense, like it's not top three. Like at the end of last year, you could make a case the Saints defense was the best defense in the NFL. Like they, Cam Jordan got the good Rona. Him and Davenport started killing people, and they just, with that secondary, they were crushing teams. Like, I mean, the, the Tom Brady was like, their, was like their masterpiece, but that last, like, five, six weeks, they were crushing people on defense. Um, but they're not that anymore. And, you know, they're kind of like probably anywhere from, like, the 10th best defense to the 16th best defense, and, like, that ain't going to cut it with the way their offense is. And I really think, Scott, it's the defense. It, it's two things. It's safety's kind of been low-key terrible and injured. Like, Honey Badger, he's, like, not the same dude that he was. Marcus May is hurt. So you're, you're, you're missing your two supremely good safeties from last year, Jenkins and Marcus Williams, right? And also, too, the defensive line just – is like below average and sometimes it comes and sometimes it goes like Cam Jordan's picked it up. They picked it up the last couple of weeks, but at defensive tackle on Yamada, he hasn't been the same since he got suspended. Like he, he was incredible in huh. 2020. Since he got, he got suspended, suspended for, for PEDs, he hasn't been He's not the same dude. <laughs> so their, their entire interior guys don't get really any rush. And Davenport and Cam Jordan are kind of, they're starting to play themselves in the shape, hopefully. But that defensive line, it's not the same. So that makes the defense just kind of average, which really, which is weird because, you know, 10 years ago we'd have loved an average defense from the Saints, but the last four or five years we're not used to it. And they're just kind of a kind of average defense now. It, 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 that and, and I guess the, the special teams having not been, oh my God. you know, what we expected is a big part of you know, why they've been disappointing this season. Uh, I think to get a win Sunday, the Saints are going to need a little bit of shenanigans, mm-hmm. right? Uh, a blocked kick, uh, a trick play, turnover, something. It's not like the Bengals have been la- – I mean, the Bengals lost to the Steelers. The Steelers are bad. Saints lost to the Panthers. They're really bad. I mean, my point is these teams are both susceptible to self-inflicted wounds that cost them the game. I think oh. – I, I think for the Saints, they're just going to, you know, play your best, but hope that Cincinnati shoots themselves in the foot a little bit more than you do. I, I don't think that just straight up, if there's no turnovers and everything is just is what it is, I don't think the Saints can win this game Sunday, Ralph. I think they need to be plus in the turnover department and a, a, a wild play here or there to, 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 to win this thing. Well, I think you're partially right, but as a, as a Bengal watcher, uh, not just last year when they went to the Super Bowl, but I've watched most of Zach Taylor's games. Zach Taylor is a, is a borderline terrible coach. And I know people are like, he went to the Super Bowl, man. How can you say he's a terrible coach? Cincinnati, they don't really run an offense, Scott, as much as they just call plays. Like, they don't have – their offense doesn't really have a counter move. You know how when Sean Payton, Drew Brees, when their offense was – when they were dominant, when they were cooking, it would be like, oh, you are going to not rush us and play coverage? Okay, we're going to run the ball down your throat and we're going to hit the tight end here. And like the Saints always had like a counterpunch. Cincinnati doesn't have a counterpunch. 
And Zach Taylor, I don't think he's that good of a coach. So if Dennis Allen can out-coach him, which I think it's possible on the defensive side at least, like Dennis Allen can come up with a really good plan if Lattimore can be healthy. I think the Saints can do some fun stuff and shut down Cincinnati. But the thing for the Saints is, God, they, their special teams are so bad. Like they're, you know, I'm not a necessarily an analytics guy. I, I like it, and I use the data to make a formulate opinions and stuff. They're last in DVOA and special teams. And you can explain a lot. Like, we can explain a lot about, you know, we just talked about the defense, and I'm like, well, the safeties are bad, and the defensive line is declined. Like, you can, you can have an explanation for everything that's happened for the Saints and why they're not they're why they're bad and you know the offense with Jameis got hurt and he maybe he's not a fit for the offense and that. You can explain everything. The special teams I mean, I don't understand how no. they went from an elite unit no. and have just fallen off a cliff and they they're the worst great. in the league. And you know, people on Twitter were like, Well, they were mediocre last year. I'm like, No, they really weren't. They just, they just didn't, didn't have, have a kicker, kicker last that was year. It. And that, that was made it. their DVO yeah. kind of mediocre. Like this year it's Everything, dude. It's it's you know, Will Lutz has, has struggled a little bit, he, although he's he's come on lately. They can't cover, they fumble. Gillikin's either out kicking the coverage or taking horrible kicks. Like it's the special teams are all bad and I don't understand what the heck is going on. Like it's, no the, it's the reverse of last year. So you got your kicker back, but now everything else sucks. Right, last year everything was great on special teams except that. And Deontay Hardy now might be done for the year, and I don't know. He's it sucks for him contract wise, but he hasn't been good. They fumble, they have no return game. JT Gray's an All Pro, and he's, you know, he's he's not getting there. Gilligan's. It, you're right. It's just it it has been a major strength of this team since 2017, and it is a major weakness right now. And to your point. They didn't. I, I know that there's some that Sean Payton's gone. They have the same special teams coordinator. Like yes, th- that's. It's not like and that part of it is got. Sh- head coaching job. And like, and that's and, my last. That's yeah. They saw all of them. They're like, hey, we're looking for a head coach. We'll interview you. Like 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 that's. You can say, well, he should. You know, he he's not worthy to be a head coach or whatever. But like that's how highly the Saints thought of him to interview him for the job of head coach, and now he's still here, and their special teams are a dumpster fire. Yeah, it it doesn't it doesn't make sense. But you know what? Sometimes in football it doesn't, and it's just left <laughs> for us to overanalyze or laugh or make jokes. That's what you guys do. Saints Happy Hour podcast. Uh, Ralph Malbro and the crew do it. Go subscribe if you don't already. I know you guys have a lot of listeners here in the Lafayette area, so uh, most people listening they probably already do. At Saints Forecast on Twitter, give them a follow. Um, Ralph is much more interesting. I mean, I, I'm on Twitter a lot, but I don't, I don't reply as much. I can say it's because I'm busy, which I am. But you, you just, you're busy, but you just do it. You get into it, and I dig right. it. Um, so go give him a follow if you want to debate with him. If you want to get after it, he's uh, he's ready for it. Uh, have some fun. Anything else, man? You want to plug before we let you run, buddy? No, just follow. Just two things. Just wherever you get your podcast, Saints Happy Hour podcast. Give us a listen. We're the most fun Saints kids. But also, I need people to pray for me because the Astros are starting in the postseason, and my wife is an Astros lunatic. I'm not. I'm a huge Astros fan, but I'm not as big a lunatic as her. And Scott, postseason baseball, it is amazing and it is fun. But it is exhausting. I feel like partially watching postseason baseball is like four hours 
of like of like being like jumping out of a plane riding a motorbike doing cocaine like it's the it's kind of the worst sports experience of your life like it's just so incredibly tense and the Astros have day games I can't even drink to take the edge off because I'm going to be working like this is all bad I guess they gotta they gotta win these they gotta wrap up this series quick and then get to the ALCS so they can have night games hey look it could be it could be a lot worse it could be a lot worse I mean I'm a Mets (laughs) fan and and I (laughs) I don't. I, everyone's getting their jokes off. They continue to. They continue. To, they they will. It just. I I. It could be worse. So I know it's going to be stressful. I know your wife is uh, really super into it. But you know what? You got a good team. They got a good shot. And and that's that is what it is. It's the least you can do. She has to put up with you that's every right. Sunday. Right. Well, not every Sunday. Literally every day of the year when it comes to the Saints. So you can you can you right. can put up with the postseason. You can do it. That's right. That's right. All right, Ralph. Man, hey, I appreciate it, brother. As Saints Forecast on Twitter, everybody go give him a follow, and I know you and I will uh, chat again soon, my friend. Yeah, hopefully the Saints will be winning by then. All right. To Ralph Malbro for coming on the show. That's it for me this morning. Appreciate Gerald Broussard joining us from Huntington earlier. Reminder, we talked a lot about it in the 7 o'clock hour. Louisiana Raging Cajun football tonight. ESPN 2 at 6.30. We remind you. Turn down the volume on the TV, sync it up with the radio, whether it be 1033, 107.9, 1420, whether it be via the stream, use the pause, use the play, fix it, work it out, figure it out, because trust me, you will really, really enjoy hearing Jay and Gerald and Cody Juno on the sideline as opposed to whoever's in the booth tonight for ESPN2. But for a lot of you, you still won't listen to me. I'll just see you tweeting, complaining about some name the announcer mispronounced. Do something about it. Turn that down. Turn us up. Come on. 4.30 pregame this afternoon. Steve Peliquin and Richie Fowu have it for you, and they'll keep you company all the way up until kickoff. That's going to do it for me. I'm Scott Prather. Tomorrow, Chris Lana will be on. We'll talk about a lot tomorrow. We'll be about tonight's game between the Cajuns and the Thundering Herd. It'll be a big part of discussion. Uh, among other things, it's all coming your way. In the meantime, until next time, this is 103.3 The Goat. Simulcast on 1420, the GOAT, the greatest sports talk of all time.